are now entering the Brooks. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hi. You're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm the other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Hi, Jason T. Gaffney. How are you doing this week? Oh, I'm good. I'm just wearing my wooden shoesies. Oh, don't start in again, all right? We got some hate mail about last week's episode because we did not let up on Scandinavian people. I like carved wooden shoesies. They go clack, clack. That's good. I I say that the Scandinavian people are rich enough that they shouldn't give two fucks about what we say. By the way, do you not love it when you like get in dress shoes and they make like a clacking sound on a hard floor and you're like walking down an, like a hallway all by yourself and you're like clack, clack, clack. And you're like, yeah, I'm badass with my fancy shoes. I have never once been impressed with my own clacking. No. Okay. Well, you haven't lived. Well, it's the, you're a tap dancer. I am not a tap dancer. <laughs> I think that we're getting to a fundamental reason why. Yeah, that's. And it's I actually, guess so. I it's actually can't... not true. I, 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 now I'm thinking about it. The times that I've been really happy with how I've been like clacking about were when I was country dancing and we're like boot stomping. Like well, there you go. I like to boot stomp on rhythm in a certain way, clogging and whatnot. But <laughs> you know, knee slapping, boot stomping, boogieing. I wish you would do one of those dances to RuPaul's, like where my girls at. Make I don't know that heels song. clack. Like, it's like something about heels and clacking. Heels and, clacking? You can yeah. totally clack boot heels. I have, in fact. Yes. It's one of my favorite things to do. In fact, we did it yesterday. We went back country dancing at a, a place yesterday that we haven't gone in a year or something inside an actual, like, gay bar to country dance. So we did that again this week, and it was like a return to the good times. I love that. Except with 42-year-old knees. <laughs> <laughs> Where so, are my knees at? <laughs> I, Hear them click clack. <laughs> yeah, I have, actually, I have the knees of a 17-year-old boy who has a degenerative illness. <laughs> Speaking, actually. <laughs> like, why are you stealing his knees? And then you answered the question. <laughs> so speaking, actually, of degenerative uh, neurological illnesses, can we talk about the bright spot? That seems like a weird segue, but let's jump into it. It actually isn't, because the bright spot this week is Michael J. Fox and the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Oh! He founded the foundation after he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease at age 29. Sure. In, like, 1990. Yeah. And the milestone that they just crossed this month was the Michael J. Fox Foundation has now raised over $1.5 billion dollars. To assist in research for predictive tests, cures, and also therapies to make living with Parkinson's easier for the people who are afflicted with it right now, which is between 7 and 10 million people in the world. So, Wow. So, yeah, Michael J. Fox is absolutely the bright spot this week. I just read about it because he is a person who was diagnosed with a degenerative illness at such a young age, and it could have taken him out of the game. Like, a person could... You know, legitimately, like if that happened to me, 
I don't know that I would want to engage with life anymore. I don't know that. And he's a person who took that information and has now helped hundreds of thousands of people around the world with it and is not going to stop until there's a cure I for love Parkinson's that. disease. And he knows it won't help him, but he can help others. And yeah. that's why he's the bright spot. I love that. Thank yeah. you. So, uh, and there's no making light of that right now at all, even though we led into it with degenerative disease jokes somehow. <laughs> I, I don't know if I did. <laughs> I guess we is a little strong. <laughs> if you want to throw me under the bus, that's fine. I, I mean, honk, half honk, of this bitch, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, there's, you know, nothing too funny about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the bright spot. I love it. Well, and I'm, right. I, I'm really glad for all sorts of research that's going on because what people don't understand is that research like that can lead to other things that help many people. Like, for example, the research being done into the HIV AIDS vaccine mm -hmm. was specifically the reason why we were able to expedite the fucking COVID-19 vaccine because it is mm. the same type of vaccine. So for the 30 years that we spent researching this type of vaccine, we knew it was safe enough to use in this instance. Hence why the pandemic is finally starting to get some semblance of control. And that's why we owe the return to normalcy to gay sex. You are welcome. I have certainly done my part. I'm happy to take <laughs> congratulations at any time. What? Or sex, anal sex. What, what, up the butt? <laughs> what, what, up the butt? An RNA vaccine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's what we have for the bright spot. And now what have you got? You said this was mind-blowing, and you have a very delicious, creepy, mean, cruel gleeful look in your eyes so yes. i'm terrified of it so what is the fucking episode about jason t gaffney hot air i would expect nothing less we've never <laughs> delivered anything but that to our loyal fucking listeners riot also that we are hot air and a riot if we had a band we should be hot air riot balloon there was a riot at a hot air balloon festival and that is what we are talking about this week. You are incredibly close. Really? Yeah. Nice. We're going to talk about the infamous Lester Balloon Riot of 1864. This is when the hardened criminal Lester Balloon uh, led a prison riot at San Quentin. And it was one of California's deadliest days. You know how you were right before? I'm less right now. You're like the most wrong. <laughs> Oh, all right. I mean, maybe it's not what we're talking about today, but essentially one day we should talk about Lester Balloon and that infamous riot. It all starts with Henry Tracy Coxwell. And no, he was not a porn star, <laughs> but instead he was an aviation pioneer. Okay. Not as good, obviously, but, you know, I don't know that porn star was fully available to him at the time <laughs> that you could... Also, that you could be an aviation pioneer for a job. I mean, you, you know, there's like, it's hard to do porn on daguerreotype. Yeah. You have to hold the position for so long and they didn't even have Viagra yet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's what stopped them. Not like... 
Wait, wait, oh. <laughs> My ass is chafing. <laughs> Have you got the photo yet? Stop talking. You're going to be all weird and ghostly. Maybe people want specter porn. <laughs> That's actually where specter porn was invented. Accidentally. <laughs> so... Two years before the faded riots, Henry And then Tracen... it was perfected in Jason T. Gaffney's Out of Body. <laughs> Streaming now on Amazon Prime. It's not iTunes. a porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Two years before the faded riots, Henry Tracy Coxwell had gone on a mission with Dr. James Glacier, mm. who was also not a porn star. <laughs> He was a meteorologist. Gold as ice he was. <laughs> he was into Arctic porn. Oh. Nice. Show me your North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I've only got a South Pole. Don't That'll look do. at it right now. The cold makes it shrink. <laughs> it's not me. It's like the unsexiest porn there is. <laughs> Arctic porn. Ooh, my nipples are really hard. It was like the forerunner to furry porn, really, because you had to be so fucking bundled up. I, I like making the, I like making my sex partner real cold because if they shiver, they're like a vibrator. Oh, my God. I'd put them on myself and just let them go. I let them warm up. Exactly. It's it's It's... Shivering was all you had before invention of electricity. (laughs) (laughs) To spice it up a little. So, together, the two men got into a hot air balloon at Wolverhampton. And yes, it was extremely hot. (laughs) And headed all the way up to the stratosphere. Oh, goodness. Now, what is the stratosphere? Well, what year is this? 1862. Okay, 1862. So, yeah, I'm centered now. In the type. I can now make jokes based on the Victorian age. <laughs> now, I'm sure you were curious what the stratosphere is. Um, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> yes, what? I went to NASA.gov and got this handy-dandy quote. Okay, is this just because you were searching for something you could define in this episode? <laughs> quote, located between approximately 12 and 50 kilometers, 7.5 and 31 miles above Earth's surface, the stratosphere is perhaps best known as home to Earth's ozone layer, which protects Ah. us from the sun's harmful ultraviolet radiation. And then these fuckers just went up there and (laughs) turned on a flame? That is irresponsible. Because of that UV radiation, the higher up you go into the stratosphere, the warmer temperatures become. What? The stratosphere is nearly cloud and weather free, but polar stratospheric clouds are sometimes present in its lowest, coldest altitudes. Okay. It's also the highest part of the atmosphere that jet planes can reach. All right. So now we know. know what the stratosphere is. Now we do. Thank you, NASA.gov, a legitimate mm-hmm. organization dedicated to the study and science of space and our round planet. <laughs> Jason's a little salty about about being doxxed by the flat earthers, apparently. So it's basically the second layer from the ground. It goes troposphere, which is like where we are, then mm-hmm. stratosphere, then ah. mesosphere, then thermosphere, and then exosphere. They're all spheres because the earth is round. 
Got it. So it's Got a it. circle, like a marble okay. in a marble in a marble. We're like a Russian doll of air. Uh, Jason, I don't think we're doing that episode this week. <laughs> we're not, but I really want to drive the point fucking home <laughs> that we're on a globe. Okay. Okay. So I mean, I, I fine. You convinced me. Fine. Fine. Finally. Like... Just now, not two weeks ago, but just now. <laughs> not with all the science. All right, no. back to Coxwell and Doctor Glacier. Yeah, we've we? been far. We've been away from them for far too long. Well, Get back to Coxwell and Glacier. Up in the stratosphere, mm-hmm. where we just talked about. Up in the atmosphere. Where does it go? Let's all go. Fly a kite. Yeah, fly a hot air balloon. <laughs> Up in the stratosphere, where the clouds are clear, let's go fly a hot air balloon. Yes. Let's destroy. When you destroy the ozone up there, all at once, there's a hole in the air. I love it. So they had reached 37,000 feet up in the sky. Okay. Where temperatures can get to minus four degrees Fahrenheit. So did they needed oxygen and, you know, a lot of clothes, I assume. <laughs> Maybe they liked it icy cold and their nipples Glacier to be hard. <laughs> clearly did. He was probably preparing for this his whole life. This is like autoerotic asphyxiation <laughs> for him. Sure. He's like, check out the goosebumps on my skin because of how cold it is. <laughs> I'm like that fucking commercial, uh, a thin mint. <laughs> Ooh, it's like I'm on top of a mountain. <laughs> You're fucking higher than a mountain glacier. Suck harder, <laughs> Coxwell. <laughs> quote from BBC.com, quote, What actually happened next was Dr. Glacier went temporarily blind, then passed what? out. <clears throat> Coxwell. <laughs> well, it's, that's been known to happen in autoerotic situations. <laughs> Coxwell, well, who had shame. lost all sensation in his gloveless hands, could and, well have, and other extremities, could well have followed suit had he not saved them both by opening the valve cord with his teeth. Oh, with his teeth! So he couldn't use his fingers anymore. So he, with his, with his mouth, the last working part of his body. Yeah, he said. He said, hang on, Which Glacier. Which warmed I'm, up from the, the I'm seven miles previous. And then I'm going to blow you. <laughs> but then it got real cold. I'll oh find your penis no matter how small it is. <laughs> Maybe he was searching for the penis and he just found this cord thing. And figured it was so cold that that must be it. Yeah. So, as a result of his quick thinking, releasing the gas, basically... And saving both their lives, people were like, he's a goddamned hero. So these guys went went higher than ever before, which is the aviation, you know, window you can break through yeah. at this time. And they went so high that they almost fucking killed themselves. Correct. Except for the quick thinking of quick jaw. Um, <laughs> Coxwell. Co- qu- uh, <laughs> qu- <laughs> quick jaw Coxwell. <laughs> Oh, quick jaw, Coxwell. That's like the best fucking name ever. I hope, like, posthumously, I get some sort of fucking awesome name like quick jaw, Coxwell. Yours is going to be Take It All Mod. Take It All Mod? I'm not even yep. named Mod. I know, but that's how you'll be remembered. 
because I kept telling Maude to take it all. <laughs> yeah, you should have been more cognizant of your legacy at that yeah. college party. Anyway, so he's a, he's a goddamned hero now, right? He is a goddamned hero. So, but we're Victorian, so he's a gosh darned hero. So the British Association for the Advancement of Science was happy with the findings and with the fact that no one died. They're like, it was scientific and no one's dead. We learned two things. That these two gentlemen, first of all, that these two gentlemen are goddamn heroes. And secondly... When you go very, very high up in the air where humans cannot reach, you will die. <laughs> it's, I love it's it. very happy to know exactly at what level you die at. It's science. Mm-hmm. Unless you have some sort of suit or protective gear. So even though it was a scary adventure for both men, they mm-hmm. both were like, fuck yeah. <laughs> as what? is, I mean, coming out is scary for, it's a scary <laughs> adventure for all of us. <laughs> They both were like, fuck yeah, we're going to get back into that hot air balloon and into the sky. Oh my God, they had created a fetish. (laughs) They're like, Coxwell in the sky with glacier. (laughs) (laughs) They would sing it to each other, you know? Oh my God. So, and then uh, he would. Find, they'd find out how just how far they could just control everything with their teeth. Yes. <laughs> Coxwell, like, needed to keep the teeth ready to go at all times. The teeth goddamn saved them. He, okay, so he had to be, like, loose jaw yep. all the time. Maybe that's you. Loose jaw Gaffney. <laughs> if I'm anything, it is not loose jaw. <laughs> I have a mouth guard from grinding. Oh, wow. Oh, grinding Gaffney. <laughs> grinding Gaffney. That there bit. it is. I've is been known good? to grind in a club. What? <laughs> is that good? I, I guess think it's good. as good as Quick quick Jaw Cox, Coxwell. I suppose. Anyway, Quick Jaw Coxwell was like, I can't wait for my next flight, but I can't use the same old balloon. <laughs> no, it, it froze and fell out of the sky. <laughs> so he made a brand new one, which he named Britannia. Ah, just to really play up the Englishness. <laughs> He's like, hell, Britannia, you're a big fucking balloon. <laughs> well, congratulations, England. This is literally the last aviation record you broke. So congrats. <laughs> <laughs> quote from Wiki, quote, it was capable of holding 100,000 cubic feet of gas. What a coincidence. So am I. <laughs> It's a more than 10% improvement over his previous envelope, is what they called it. Envelope? So, so this big innovation was more fabric. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> you know what? We'll do something that's never been done before. Add another queen-size sheet to it. <laughs> Make it a king. I'm feeling <laughs> saucy. You know what? Cal King. <laughs> they don't call me Quickjaw Coxwell for nothing. Make it a double cow king. My God, man, you're insane. (laughs) So the new balloon required low altitude flights for testing. Uh, So Coxwell carried out a series of demonstration flights in June at Crystal Palace and Derby. End quote. Okay. (laughs) You were very self-satisfied to end that quote. It's a big quote. I was like, we got to get through this one. When did we start it? We started it a while ago, didn't we? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll do some clever editing and no one will know. That's fine. People will know. 
So <laughs> finally, Britannia was ready for a more prominent flight. Mm-hmm. This time we're going to go above the top of the houses. <laughs> I love the idea that they're like, bang, bang, bang. Sorry, Martha. Sorry. We'll be Sorry. higher next time. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We're doing low level flight. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, You've broken boom. my shutters. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> my cat. <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Levinson. So on July 11th, 1864, he was going to fly Britannia up into the sky. Mm-hmm. The event was being put together by the Foresters Friendly Society. Okay. What are these Quakers, <laughs> it I is, suppose? It is not a porn establishment. I would not think that Foresters Friendly... What? Society. Society was a porn Establishment, which is just what they want you to think. Yep. It was basically a society. I tried to understand it, but I was really confused. It was a society that helped people get a good savings on things like discounts, like kind of like AAA. Um, uh, but it also okay. apparently helped with insurance policies, I guess. It was really confusing, but I know that oh. they're not the Elk Lodge people. They're different. No, they're those are the, you know how you know? Because those are the Elks. Jason, <laughs> not the Forsters friendly fuckers. <laughs> so, anyway, the so Forsters... this, the whole all the Rotarians <laughs> got together and fucking went to space. <laughs> so, the Forsters friendly society would organize the event at the race course at Victoria Park in Leicester. Okay, they would sell tickets for people to come watch the balloon take off. And 13 lucky people were able to get tickets to fly on the balloon during the flight. Really? They're like, we're going to let oh. people in this balloon. I got a golden ticket. I'm going to fall from the sky. <laughs> Run home with that ticket. Run home. <laughs> uh, so what you're offering is the chance to go up into what is essentially the closest thing we have to a spacecraft with two people who almost died the last time they went. Mm. Just the one. The other one's not going. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, my plus one couldn't make it. The, dodgy stomach. The articles, by the way, made note that it was extra special because two women were going to fly, too. <laughs> what happens in the stratosphere stays in the stratosphere. Unless it falls from the sky. <laughs> Look out for frozen babies. Jesus Christ. Are they up there for nine months? I've got to take a poo. Oh, what on earth is happening now? Well, it's not on earth. I also love the idea that it was like Willy Wonka and that during this, they're going to have like Oompa Loompas run around and be like, Oompa Loompa, you fucked right up. Now you're getting (laughs) thrown off of the balloon. Bye. So, no, Uncle Joe. <laughs> Say hi to the frozen babies on the way down. Wow. So, the event would bring in around 50,000 people. Wow. Because it was not every day that people got to meet or see, because if there's 50,000 people, they're not all meeting uh, a hero. Uh, right. Do something cool like fly a hot <laughs> air balloon. 
I thought you were about to say meet a hot air balloon. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet Britannia. It's a very rare occasion that you meet and have a relationship with a hot air balloon. All right. I do want to clarify that the Foresters Friendly Society, they were not stupid. No, they were getting people deals. They, they were wheeling and dealing, and they were probably making tons of money on those shyster insurance deals. Yeah, they knew they needed yeah. to provide some protection for this event and some security for the event. Mm. So they got eight police people to guard the event. 50,000 people, eight police Constables. Yes. Bobbies. Yeah. Mm. Eight. Privately hired, eight. I'm sure. And, and you yeah. know, this was a charity event, right? They didn't want to pay for more than eight. They're like, we're oh, trying to make money sense. here, all right? Everyone's a sure. penny. It costs at least 10 cents a, a constable, all right? So mm-hmm. we've made maybe $50. Everyone calm yeah, down. And, and what, are they, what are they raising money for? The Foresters Friendly Society. I don't fucking... I didn't understand it. It was for them. I was like, this is so weird. This is a pyramid scheme. Yeah. I, in the shape of a hot air balloon. <laughs> I'm going to get you a savings. After you buy my product. Wow. And they see they only had to pay out. I feel like they only had to pay out on the 13 insurance (laughs) policies for the ones who went up there and fucking died. I know. Also, I can't. I couldn't find what the tickets were. So I don't know if they were a penny. They probably were more. I I don't know. I am old, but I am not that old. Was it a tuppence? Tuppence. It was a happens. Tuppence. Tuppence a balloon. (laughs) Get killed in a balloon. Tuppence a death by balloon. Tuppence. Tuppence. Tuppence to fall very far from a balloon. So, Quickjaw Coxwell would write to the Times after the event, quote, Early in the afternoon, a gentleman reported to be a professional man, gave it out that the balloon then present was not my largest and newest balloon, but a small one. This was a cruel libel. Whoa. He's a professional shit talker is what he is. <laughs> but of course, Quickjaw Coxwell was unaware of this lie that was spreading amongst the crowd of 50,000 people. Why? Because he's fucking getting ready for his fucking flight with 13 strangers on his goddamn balloon. And he needs to make sure everything's safe. Busy. She had to orally finish off 13 people before even starting (laughs) to get the balloon ready to go. And two of them were inverted penises. He wasn't used to them. (laughs) (laughs) He was branching out. That's why there were only two. I will find the clitoris. I am a scientist. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think it exists. I think it's a myth, and I'm going to prove it. So, when the crowd... You see? They got no pleasure at all. <laughs> Why is your head up my skirt? This is all a lie. I don't understand. I was just told that I would get to see tall buildings <laughs> from above. I said I'd take you on a trip you've never been on before. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, that's not great. <laughs> Consent is key, people. <laughs> Yes. The crowd turned sour at around 2 p.m. and they stormed oh the barricade. Why? And overwhelmed. They all wanted a ride? They overwhelmed the eight police. <laughs> what, what is their problem? That the balloon is small? And demanded that he take off at once. 
Start the show! Start the show in your tiny balloon! My god, really? They were, like, impatient for the balloon to go away? How dare you bring your second biggest balloon and say it's your biggest balloon and then not take off when I tell you to take off you? This is the stupidest reason for a riot I've ever heard. At this point, at this point, he turned to the locals who were supposed to fly with him and they were yeah. going to be in the basket to ask for support. But they were all like, well, let's fucking go then. And they got right in the basket. Really? Yeah. They were not, they were not like, he's like well, trying to what explain. What do you expect them to do? What What was he trying to get them to do? He was like, like you need to tell the people help that. the cops? No. <laughs> he's like, you need to let them know that we need to make sure it's safe to go. And they're like. They're like, did this really your biggest balloon? Fuck that. Take me. Let's go right now. (laughs) I kind of admire the 13 assholes who looked at this balloon that possibly wouldn't support their weight and were like, let's fucking do this. (laughs) So Coxwell was stunned by this action. And he would tell the Times that the passengers being unruly and not following protocol was part of why the flight was now going to be even more delayed. So he turned to them and was like, you're inventing it. You're like, what protocol? (laughs) He's like, now we're going to be even more delayed because you're not you're not respecting my boundaries. I'm looking out here and nobody's tray table is in the fully upright and locked (laughs) position. No one. No one. That one. He's over there. He's still on his iPad. You haven't even looked at your safety card. Look how far back your seat is reclined, and you're telling me we should take off right now? Yeah. Oh, and and what happens when the mask falls down, huh? You don't know. You don't know. (laughs) So, his basically saying, you're stalling this, led Mm -hmm. to one of the passengers suggesting to the crowd that maybe Coxwell, just maybe didn't want to fly and maybe this was all a big joke to him and the such well i think maybe coxwell doesn't want to save your ass when you get to the fucking stratosphere guy (laughs) noted your dick remains unsucked that's right (laughs) i'm not gonna suck the life out of out of anyone now i don't care how many tuppence you paid my mouth <laughs> remains unseamened today. I don't care how cold you look. I won't get turned on. <laughs> I don't care how sharp and ice-picky your nipples become and how titillating they might be. <sighs> I'm getting I'm getting rather turned on, unfortunately. Constable, <laughs> come with me. <laughs> okay. So, okay. quote from Coxwell, quote, The pressure of the mob was now so great that my car was damaged, the network broken in several places owing to persons hanging onto the lower meshes, and a bottle was thrown into the balloon. Well, was it a nice vintage? (laughs) I don't think it survived the throwing. I think perhaps it was just a gift. Here you go. Enjoy this while you're up there. When I thought I was shattering the glass ceiling, I didn't know it was going to be like this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't think they'd be throwing actual glass at me. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a figure of speech. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh dear. Coxwell decided to state an ultimatum to the ravenous mob. He's like, all right, hang on, hang on. <laughs> and he told them that unless they all calmed down, 
that he would cancel the flight and would let out the gas from the balloon. Oh, he's gone full school teacher on them now. Okay. He, he held up two fingers. Yep. And waited. I will turn. He flipped the lights on and off. I will turn this car around. <laughs> Nobody goes to Disney. That's right. And it totally worked as well. So everybody quieted right up, I'm sure. I'm sure you guessed how the mob responded. Yes, they all stayed on their side of the back seat. They responded to his declaration with anger and hate. Oh, that's humans for you. So, quick draw, Coxwell made good on his promise. He canceled it? He released the gas. And did what? He he, 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 he deflated, deflated the balloon. He deflated the balloon? People were stunned that he did not cave to their unreasonable demands. They all watched in utter shock as the balloon slowly deflated and blew around in the wind until it finally landed on the earth in a sad, defeated heap. Yeah, that's kind of like how I feel sometimes. Oh, God. Don't look at me like that. Sometimes we all lie around in a sad, defeated heap. No, I know, but you should call someone. Hashtag 2020. You should call someone about that. I can't. I have no energy when I'm down there. Use your jaw. Haven't we learned anything from Quick Jaw Coxwell? Well, yeah, but once I'm down on the ground, all my jaw can find is the odd peel bug, blade of grass, my dog bone. Not my dog bone. My dog's... Not my dog bone, you understand. My dog's bone. Not my dog bone. I don't have a dog bone. Quote from the Lester Chronicle on BBC.com. Oh, sure. He says, call somebody, but then he just... (laughs) When I open up... (laughs) Quote. And I'm trying to be real over here, and he just... He just glides right by it. The crowd who stood around immediately seized upon the network and material of the balloon and tore it into a hundred shreds. The car was next... Well, now they're never going to know it's if it's big or not. Set fire to and burnt to ashes. Oh, Jesus. With the people still inside? No, they, I mean, good, they, they, got they joined in the fray. They're like, you oh, canceled sure. my trip. I was going to go visit my mother in heaven. You said I was going to the moon. <laughs> I was going to break the glass ceiling. <laughs> I was going to be the first woman to get higher than the Tower of London. Oh, <laughs> boy, that's a deep burn. <laughs> oh, misogyny burn. So before long, the crowd wanted to kill Coxwell, and people were screaming all sorts of threats at him. God, fucking unruly. People then began tearing at his clothing and ripping them off oh. of him and attempting to do him real harm. We're just so addicted to ripping fabric apart now. I ripped a balloon. Now I'm going to rip your pants. What is skin, really, but fabric? Just hot air in a fleshy form. (laughs) Tear it apart. So he was able to flee the scene and would find sanctuary in the town clerk's uh, house, who was named Mr. Stone. Mm. And yes, again, I know his name sounds a little porny, but he was not an adult film star. No, he was a town clerk. We, It's well established. Yeah. It was his house. I'm here to count the numbers of your dick. That's, that, oh, oh, that's, that's, <laughs> um, it's just one. Why are you just looking over there dick. as if at some external viewer who isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> one is my favorite number. The only number that's better than one is two. And ass. Shouldn't, 
Shouldn't you be freezing for the daguerreotypist? The town clerk seems very obsessed with anuses and not with numbers. I'm very concerned for our budget. Yes, Mr. Stone can tell you to a man how many anuses there are. One. In, this, in the town of Leicester. My favorite number, except for two and ass. <laughs> yes, yes. If you're wondering, he got the job through nepotism. Yes. <laughs> he was not qualified. No. My best friend, Mr. Wood, taught me how to count. One, two, ass. <laughs> Have a biscuit. Go to bed. I love biscuits in my ass. <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> so, Coxwell had escaped. <laughs> or had he? Um, <laughs> I don't know. To the sex pervert's house. <laughs> but the crowd didn't know that he was gone. And they found another man who looked like him and they beat the shit out of him instead. <laughs> it's Victorian England. Everybody, Every man looks the same. It's like, he's got a handlebar mustache and it's all bad. Get him. He might fly balloons. Kick him in the shin. We got him. That's Charles Darwin, you fuckers. <laughs> Do you fly balloons? Occasionally. Ah, you're the one. Get, Get him. him. Jesus Christ. I'm a town clerk. You're not Mr. Stone. No gentleman was safe. Yeah. So, people instantly began to take souvenirs of balloon pieces and march them through the streets, uh, mm. and basically waving their prizes around. Yes, it was their Berlin Wall. Yeah. <laughs> we I will never be degraded and demoralized mm. and treated as inferior again. Never again. Freedom from balloons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's insane. We'll see them try to give us a second-rate balloon ever again. God. So, so what happened when they were done playing Braveheart with a balloon? <laughs> other people would enjoy the privilege of selling pieces of the balloons to others who didn't get a chance to grab some while the going was good. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've got some too. Uh, it, uh, rip up the sheet faster, faster, Larry. <laughs> it's our good linen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. We'll fetch. We'll buy you more fucking linen. Rip it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you are. You are not about. Women and consent this this uh, this episode, are oh, yeah, at all. She was unconsenting to ripping up her own linen. I'm sorry. I know. Well, clearly next episode I'm going to need to do another uh, profile piece on a fantastic woman. Perhaps you Spoiler will. Spoiler alert. Yes. It's happening. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, honestly, men were fucking terrible to women in this time, so <laughs> sure. historically. Fortunately, that's better. Uh, mm. We could do better. Anyway, eventually things calmed down. Yeah. The locals would end up blaming folks from out of town, like Nottingham. They're like, sure. they're like, it wasn't Lester's, it was Nottingham's. It was Nottinghamites, <laughs> obviously. I'm just a rider standing in front of another rider, asking this rider to love him. Where the fuck are you from? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, this is actually nice and, it's actually reassuring to know that other cultures and other people jumped right to the xenophobia too you know that's nice we came it's a nice we came from the uk if it's a nice continuity feeling we're literally sure. the apple that fell out of the, the rotten tree wait you came from the uk the entire fucking foreigner <laughs> no the, the, the bulk of america the bulk of of uh anyway 
I don't know what you're talking about. I'm bored and bred in this fucking country. <sighs> All right. So they blame Nottingham people. Sure. Well, Robin Hood. Should I say? Should I say more? That's a but. There, there are a bunch of reprobates up there. Yeah. Get the sheriff. <laughs> I'm a little busy <laughs> with my men in tights. God. I, I would be too. You know, if I had a lot of men in tights, I'd be busy with that. First, I got to deal with the merry men, and there's a lot of fucking merry men, but then you want me to deal with riders. There's 50,000 riders. I still have to please 15 dozen merry men, all right? I only have several holes, and I can only go as fast as I can. I was fucking paid to serve the people, and service them I shall. I absolutely love the aggrieved oral service gentleman. I love him. He is the sheriff of Nottingham at the service of people. I love how he's so like put out. I do. I'll do it, but it's going to require overtime. All right. Oh my god. I'm going to need uh, compensation. Uh so it's just it's, I love that guy. He's he's everybody <laughs> complaining about their job, but still gonna do it. I love it. So they tried to blame the people from Nottingham, right? And the people were like, the rest of Britain was like, "Oh fuck no! This is your you did this, Lester. Like this is all you." <laughs> yeah. So the town got blamed, and they were gifted the name Balloon Addicts. Oh God, that's. Not a great name. Lasta, Lasta, Balloon Attic Festa. <laughs> yep, but Ring Around the Posy actually was the one that survived. <laughs> so, <laughs> thankfully, the only reported injury, I mean, other than people getting punched a bunch and that kind of stuff, but, like, the only re- reported mm-hmm. injury I read about was one woman... God, women just got really fucked this episode. I apologize to our listeners. Yeah. One woman was brought to the hospital because I they think that she broke her back uh, in oh. the riot. And God. I'm kind of like, what the fuck did she do? And then I'm like, also like, but maybe what the fuck did someone do to her? Yeah, there's... So. Yeah. Because we know she wasn't, like, looking up in awe at the thing flying away. We know that. <laughs> oh, I've broken me back looking in the sky. <laughs> I mean, it's possible, it's conceivable. So I just, I kind of like the idea though that she like was on top of the basket, being like, "Burn it all!" And then she just had a tumble, <laughs> so it's kind of like a little less. <laughs> sure, the ringleader of the entire riot. Yeah. You're worried about her now. So I did notice that there was, there was no. Um, I know she's dead now. It's been a long time, but she didn't die because of that. There were no reports that said she died. No, she died because of the merciless ravages of time. Yes. As we all will. So. You and me and everyone listening to this. I'm going to move on. Quick draw Coxwell. Yeah, but not for very far in the whole scheme of things. (laughs) God damn it. Quick draw Coxwell himself (laughs) would blame the police. Also dead. (laughs) He would blame the police and he actually. Also dead. He also wrote the song, (laughs) Fuck the Police. That's where it originated. (laughs) It's that origin story. (laughs) And then had a mellow period and did bye-bye, Miss American Pie. He's like, fuck the police. (laughs) Fuck the police. Why is it under the sea? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't protecting. They were deflecting. Oh, fuck the police. 
Fuck the police. So, um, wow. Now, so he basically blamed the police for not um, giving them enough guards. He's like, you, you fucked over these eight guards. You really should have given me the whole force. That was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then he would also call out the Foresters Friendly Society. Well, I don't see why. I mean, look, you're going to fucking fly a hot... Why, why would you assume... That people are gonna go apeshit crazy for no reason over a balloon because he was a celebrity that wasn't going at this point. Away fast he was enough. a goddamn hero. Exactly. So, ta- so you wouldn't think that the people would like immediately start denigrating his little balloon, what? which is definitely a euphemism for something, you- and also demanding that their great hero leave faster. Well, you do know. No one could have predicted that. You do know that fanatics. The part of the reason they're called fanatics is that. They're a fan, but they are the quickest to turn if they feel like they've been hurt. I just, I just mean, I don't think we knew that they were such fanatics until after the fucking riot. <laughs> is my point. The uh, well, hindsight is twenty twenty. But here's the other reason he was mad uh-huh. at the Foresters Friendly Society <laughs> because he lost his best waistcoat. <laughs> the insurance policy failed. No, I'm. <laughs> he turns out the balloon was out of warranty yeah, it was not covered see that's how they get you he claimed that actually a bunch of the mob leaders had the foresters friendly society badges on and oh. they could have helped calm people down so the people who started the event ended up rioting and leading the riot what the fuck yeah. there should be a pretty big investigation into this I say cause I don't see why they just follow the money. That's what I'm saying. Follow do the your money own and see research. Where it goes. <laughs> well, he's never gonna be president now. What? From Hamilton. Oh. Follow the money and see where it goes. Sure. I forgot that. Never part. gonna be president now. Cause he he says like the documents are all there. <laughs> How do you not Let's remember the entire now. musical word for word? Anyway. I don't know. You do, and that it must be nice. It must be nice. <laughs> to have memory on my side. <laughs> I certainly don't. I don't. Every week I come back to this thinking it's going to be different. <laughs> oh, my God. Be the goldfish. <laughs> I, I pretty much... Look. Because I'm Ted Lasso. This is... Good point. I, see, I forgot that he said that. <laughs> that's his fucking phrase. Yeah, but that's my whole point. Oh, boy. <laughs> so... The destruction of the balloon caused both Coxwell and Dr. Glacier to not be able to conduct experiments for well over a year. Oh, from post-traumatic stress disorder? Well, they didn't have a balloon. Oh, well, from the lack of, because their balloon was torn to shreds. Sure. Yeah, Yeah, and it takes time to sew that many sheets together. (laughs) It's so much faster to rip them apart. So much. So, in 1865, however... Quick Jaw Coxwell would create a brand new hot air balloon called Research. Called a little smaller than the last one, just so you know. <laughs> I want to be upfront about it. Petite and tight is yes. the name. <laughs> it came to me in a dream. In a, in a repressed dream. Quote from Wiki, quote, The new balloon was a considerable expense to Coxwell. Sure. He applied uh, to the Forester's Society for a grant to cover his costs, but their <laughs> rules... <laughs> That's bold. <laughs> but their rules... Hey, uh, yes, remember when I called you all fuckers who fucked me over and I'm taking it all back and I want money now. <laughs> yes. 
But their rules required a period of delay before he could be paid. Oh, and we know what that gets you in the fucking balloon world. <laughs> that gets you a lot of hot air. A period of delay? No, it gets your, it gets your fucking ship rip, ripped to shreds. <laughs> the, continuing quote, the mayor of Leicester, keen to restore the city's standing, mm-hmm. led a campaign for public subscriptions to cover the costs. Oh. <laughs> They're like, we it. are not balloon addicts. We are looking to collect donations of shredded balloon. Uh, we are trying to defray the cost of the new balloon by patching in so many pieces of the old balloon. <laughs> I'm calling upon all the citizens of Leicester who have pieces of the old balloon to please bring the balloon pieces here. We will not judge you nor right. arrest you. It was like a DEA, like free drop day. Yeah. <laughs> they got a lot of babies. <laughs> <laughs> so they ended up raising about 500 pounds. Oh. 386 pounds would come from a Mr. E.S. Ellis. Oh. So the entire town of Leicester got together 100. <laughs> 17 pounds for this fucking thing. <laughs> I'll give you my tuppence. I guess we know how they feel about quick draw. Don't spend it all in one place. I'm literally <laughs> going to spend it all on the balloon. <laughs> you, you, you're giving this to me so I can spend it literally in all in one place. <laughs> I love also the fact that Mr. E.S. Ellis, like, that's a porn name. He doesn't he, want who anyone to I, know who he is. He's an anonymous porn guy. I and like that. Pornhub. You are perhaps obsessed with Victorian porn, which is fine. <laughs> it's hot as fuck. I want you to do me with your meat pistol. Oh. First one to dear. squirt wins. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> I think I just invented a new type of porn. <laughs> Dick dueling. <laughs> oh, that's totally a thing already. Is it? I have to tell you. Is it really? I mean, it was when I was in the game. What? Uh, Moving on. <laughs> then we met a Mr. Kevin Held, also <gasps> not in porn. Oh, God damn it. Fine. I am that old. So eventually Coxwell and Glacier would um, stop being friends and uh, <laughs> they stopped being science buddies. Oh. Because they had a disagreement over how research, the balloon, was funded. Oh. Apparently, Just Glacier was get also... Get a lot of money and spend it on the balloon. Is there a differing opinion? <laughs> well, Glacier was apparently a member of the Foresters Friendly Society. Huh. And he felt like Coxwell was a bit, quote, impertinent, end <gasps> quote, about the oh. matter. Well, you can't be impertinent to a British gentleman. That is the end of the fucking friendship. You are impertinent. <gasps> I take it back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't take away your love. <laughs> you, sir, are impertinent. Well, you have a tiny dick. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can't we be friends again? <laughs> Please bring your love back to me. <laughs> I'll bring you up into the sky like old times. We can freeze together. Hello, science buddies. Hello. Mm-hmm. I'll bring... I'll, I'll bring the Bunsen burner. This is Sweden. No, no, goddammit, no. 
No, I'd the love telephone to come in the sky with yet. you no. with my little wooden shoes. No, how did I get? How do I always find myself on this goddamn list? <laughs> I told you, take me off your list. We're part of the IKEA friendly society. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. You, we have a hot air balloon. I already have a hot air balloon, thank you. I'm not in the market for another one. It's just it's a, it's a DIY build. I already built one. <laughs> It's called a, a balloon and hearten. Like, how do you keep finding me? We don't even have the technology for you to find me. Hello? Uh, no. <laughs> I can't. There's nothing even to hang up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is the bright side? Oh, my God. I don't know. I have nothing, Jason. First. This has taken everything I had. What is the bright side? It's a riot where no one died. Sure, just one back was broken. One back was broken. One poor man got beaten up because they thought it was Cockwell. Right. And a and bunch then, of police got some black eyes. And somehow the sheriff of Nottingham had to suck off like 70 people. <laughs> <laughs> Which, so, so he had some lingering jaw effects. Yeah. But, An- another know, really, thing is, that affected him for the rest of his life. But yeah. Well, I think it just made him uh, unhinge a little larger. Yeah, yeah. He was old wide jaw sheriff now. <laughs> Tune in next time for the adventures of Wide Jaw Sheriff and mm-hmm. Quick Jaw Coxwell. Stop! Freeze! <laughs> Along with the left. Sheriff of Nottingham, together <laughs> the three of them please the entire public of all Britannia. You mean the thirteen people in the basket? Hell, Britannia, <laughs> we're here to please your wares. <laughs> your what? Your wares. <laughs> it's Vic- what do you want, people? It's Victorian England. They had to have euphemisms for everything. I would like to see your cane, good fellow. Wow, right. that's an impressive cane. Well, a silver-topped cane <laughs> with a knob. That will look real cozy in my fireplace in my pocketbook in my pink pocketbook in in my biological sack that will look great between my pillows <laughs> oh god okay i don't know do we have okay so no one died what else i have to get out i have to get out of this <laughs> Cox- coxwell would get a new balloon and honestly i'm fucking glad that the town and the foresters friendly society would help pay for it because they fucked the whole thing up in the first place they did. They sure did. They could have just had a fucking flight, and instead they were like, let's destroy a balloon. I do love it. Well, it was a better show, ultimately. Also, science didn't die from Batania being destroyed. It was only temporarily delayed. Yes, although I don't know that the British aviation industry really ever recovered. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. I've got a plan. We're going to fly. <laughs> it's 1998, Cyril. I've invented a thing that Mm -hmm. goes into the sky Mm -hmm. and doesn't just fall. Oh, my God, you'll be the toast of Britain. (laughs) I'm going to name it Britannia. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? Oh, dear. Yes. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, That was completely insane. And I am glad to know about this episode in um, human history because it is, like I said, a reassuring um, truism that we just fuck everything up. That we just can't have nice things. Yeah, I just like, 
what's so wild to me also is like most of these people had never fucking seen a hot air balloon ever sure and they never did and that the idea like i guess like i would be a little indignant or annoyed if i found out like i'm gonna see the biggest of this ever and then it's like oh i was misled and it was the second biggest but also like but it was the biggest first of all it was the biggest right and that was just like a sort of filthy rumor right for some reason so it's it's disinformation that is the real enemy here right all right well thanks everybody for listening we will be back next week barring any horrible tragedy in our own lives oh god but if there is a, but but rest assured if there is a tragedy in our own lives we'll eventually do an episode about it <laughs> bye bye in order for the balloon to fly extra high i'm gonna need everybody to pinch their nipples We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at BrightsideKandJ, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look look on on the the bright side. side!